Welcome to Scats Chats, your destination for inspiration. Each episode, I chat with mental health professionals and everyday people just like you and me to talk about various wellness topics and the human experience. Get ready to feel inspired with another episode of... Hi there, beautiful soul. Welcome to Scats Chats. My name is Sarah Katz and I'm the host of this inspirational podcast. And I want to congratulate you for taking time out of your day to take care of your mental health and wellness, because that's why we're here. It's so important. And that's what this podcast is about, to stress the importance of mental health and wellness too. So thanks so much for coming on and checking us out. In this episode today, I bring on my friend and old coworker, Robbie, to talk about self-acceptance and respecting other people's journeys in life. So Robbie shares his coming out story and even if you don't identify with the LGBTQ plus community, I think that there's a lot of great messages in this chat that can help you along your journey of self-love and gaining empathy for others ultimately, because both of those things are super important in life. Now, before we get into that chat today, I want to let you know that there's multiple ways you can support us if you'd like. You can give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and YouTube right here if you're watching us on YouTube. Hello! You can also check out our merch that's on a donation basis. So if you send a wonderful and kind donation to Scats Chats Podcast to help support the inspiration and this podcast, we'll send you some awesome merch as a huge thank you. And also, we encourage you to leave a comment down below on this YouTube video or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you took away from this episode. Because each episode of Scats Chats is different, and no matter which one you listen to, I think there can always be something, a nice positive message or a message of growth that will help you along your journey in life. So we would love to know what that is for you. So you can always leave us a comment or even DM us on any one of our social channels too. We would just love to hear from you. So without further ado, let's get to the chat with Robbie and I really hope you enjoy. Well, welcome, Robbie. Thanks so much for coming on Scats Chats. I'm really excited you're here. Um, want everyone to know that, yeah, we're coworkers and we turn into friends. So this is fantastic. Um, and ironically enough, you live in New York and I'm here in Los Angeles. So it's funny yeah. how you could just make friends, you know, through a screen at this point, right? I know. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Thank I you know. For yeah, I know you mentioned that you wanted to come on and share your coming out story. And I think that, I think sexuality in general is just a good like topic to talk about. And it, it I think it needs to be talked about more and just made more, I guess, you know, more of a normal conversation because I think everyone can just, you know, feel, well, we'll get into it, but, you know, like feel fear behind expressing, you know, who they are, and like figuring it out and all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, I want to yeah. give the floor to you and, you know, I guess just start out with your story and what you wanted to share today. Okay. Um, so I came out officially when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of knew like pretty much my whole life growing up. 
um, I was always caught like playing with my sister's dolls or, you know, wanting to like dress up as like a princess and, you know, sing the Little Mermaid. So it's like, there was always a part of me that kind of knew, but always tried to like suppress it. You know, there's like this like extra added pressure from society where they try to make you feel kind of like an outcast or they don't talk about it or they they try to like beat around the bush a little bit and not, like just try to get around that conversation of being gay. And I think having that sort of like mentality being put on me at such a young age kind of is the reason why I suppressed it for so long. Um, Cause you know, growing up, I was always listening to like Lady Gaga, mm -hmm. Beyonce. Like I was always listening to like the, the pop girls, you know, as, as the gays call them, the little pop girlies. Mm -hmm. And so like, there was always just that like little part of me that was like, I know, and I wish that I could accept it. And I wish other people could as well. Um, but it took a while to get through that. Um, because back then, you know, things were very, I mean, I'm saying back then as if it was like a decade ago, but like 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I would say I was in high school from 2012 to like 2016. Same. Mm -hmm. And that era was very different than what it is now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like definitely like the newer, you know, the younger Gen Z is very much open to that conversation um, and is more able to like explore it because they just, there's this just like, there's no shame in them. They're just like, like we're being ourselves and like, that's it. And I think we were kind of like the beginning cusp of that. Um, and so I admitted it to myself finally when I was like 17, because there was this one friend that I had that I like had extra feelings for that mm -hmm. I like didn't fully understand because growing up, I just never explored it. I always just tried to like push it away, like keep it in the back of my head. Um, and I always tried to like, like girls and stuff like that. I had a lot of girlfriends like made out whatever, but like <laughs> it wasn't, it never felt right. Mm -hmm. So there was always like this part of me that was like, okay, something's up you know, like, it, this just doesn't feel right to me, um, and so I always had a lot of girlfriends, too, like, I never had any guy friends, I was mm -hmm. always surrounded by girls, um, and so when I was 17, I, like, sat myself in my room one night, like, senior year of high school, and I was just thinking about it, and I was, like, when I get to college, like, I'm gonna be able to be myself, like, I'm gonna be able to, like, finally admit who I really am, and I like looked in the mirror. It was so cliche, ew. But I was, I like looked <laughs> in the mirror and I was like, I'm gay. And I said it out loud and I just like really sat in it for like a night. Um, and that kind of changed the whole trajectory of my senior year. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of was like a little bit more myself. Um, and it's so funny because my one best friend like admitted it to me. She was like, no, like I could tell that there was like a shift mm -hmm. in you because like, I was always trying to hide it. So I acted a certain way. I was always in sports, even though I wanted to be like in high school musical that the, the production that my, like my um, school had put on. So it's just, it was a lot of like me accepting it as well as like hoping, you know, the people in my life would accept it as well. So after admitting it to myself, I go to college. I, 
I have one more experience with a girl and I was like this is it like I, I literally like why am I even fooling myself anymore like I'm in a new environment this is the perfect place to do it um mm -hmm. so I told my like freshman year best friend first because like the stakes weren't high you know she was the first person that I was telling and it was sort of like it was easier to tell her because she didn't know me previously mm -hmm. and so I was like this feels like a fresh start so I tell her I tell a bunch of my college friends um I did have an experience where someone had told other people for me mm. and that, that didn't really feel great um that's definitely something that people it's not your conversation to have um and taking that away from someone doesn't feel great mm -hmm. um but some people just don't know their place and there's not much you can do about it besides okay let it let it roll off and then you know you move on um so I had told my sister first because me and her were very close so we're only two years apart we constantly like we were always playing together playing house playing in the kitchen playing with dolls like we were always just like on the same wavelength as kids um and so I told her first I officially came out as like bye mm -hmm. at first it was like Thanksgiving break I think of college my freshman year of college um I came out as bye and she was like okay and like it was so shocking to me because she was the one that was the most shocked and mm -hmm. I was like how are you shocked like I, it just like blew my mind a little bit because no one else was not a single soul was shocked um yeah but you were like playing with her you know when you guys were younger and things like that so maybe she yeah. would have had more of an idea I guess right yeah I but it's like why it, I don't know why it shocked her so much because it's like we did play together all the time like we were always playing with dolls so like yeah. why didn't you notice mm -hmm. and so I think she was just like also oblivious because we're both a little ditzy um but yeah so then I tell my mother I tell my dad and they both were just like, we know. Mm. <laughs> so <Aww. laughs> I was like, oh, what do you mean? Well, yeah. And my mom was like, babe, you used to put a washcloth on your head and like sing Little Mermaid in the shower every <laughs> night. Like, I, what did you think? She was like, I used to catch you playing with, you know, your sister's American Girl dolls. So it was kind of like, oh. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. Like, why was I so afraid for so long? But I think part of it was still me, like, just not accepting it. Mm -hmm. Because of, like, you know, you see things on TV. You see you see things on the internet. And it's, like, there was such a negative connotation with it, you know? And, like, growing up, in middle school especially, I remember this. Like, everyone would go around and be like, you're gay. You're so gay. And, like, use it as a slur. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in your head, you're thinking wow, like, I don't want to be that, like, you know, so it's like, there's just this extra added pressure, even though everyone in your life is so accepting of it, which isn't always the case, yeah. you know, I'm very, very fortunate that everyone in my life was super accepting, um, I mean, I would hope so, my uncle's gay, so, and he came out long before I did, there's always just been this, like, my grandmom took me to my first drag show, so I'm just like very fortunate that my family is so open to gay culture and just like, you know, immersing themselves in it to fully understand, you know, where we are and like, you know, our community 
and just being so accepting of it. Um, you know, my family has never, I've never dealt with, you know, that side of it from my family, which I know a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely one of the most difficult things that you can deal with. Um, it just sucks that I like, I wish I could give advice on it, on like how to cope with that. Um, my only advice would be to just like take yourself out of that situation, you know, any sort of negative situation. And, you know, you really just have to find, you'll, you will find the people that, you know, love you for you. And, you know, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it, it won't come with time. And it's just all about, you know, figuring it out as you go. It's definitely a hard thing though. I I won't lie. Um, Yeah, I'm sure. But I, yeah, I am very fortunate that I had a great experience. The kids in high school, not so much, but, Mm -hmm. you know, high school's high school. (laughs) Yes, it is. I have fully suppressed every memory from high school. So I have actually no recollection of anything that happened. Oh, wow. 2012 to 2016. Um, I had like two friends and that was it. I just Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't, I just remember it being such a dark time for myself because I was like battling this and wanting to be my true authentic self. Um, but you know, we move on. College was my time that I flourished. I like, I had my first experience with boys and it was very eye-opening let me tell you that um, <laughs> I was like now this feels right this is definitely where <laughs> I should be but yeah and then after the fact you know there's a whole other can of beans that you open up after you come out um it's like realizing that you weren't really living your true authentic self for your whole life mm-hmm. so now your 20s is to figure that out um and that is probably the most difficult part of it um and also realizing like you'll never get that like teenage romance that you always see like in the movies um and that's why that sort of representation matters you know like a movie like love simon like Mm -hmm. that was the first ever major motion picture that was like solely about a gay couple and it wasn't like the gay person was like the background character or the sidekick Mm -hmm. you know like it was a gay love story and yeah, the elements of coming out were a part of it, but like all in all, it was a gay love story. It was a gay rom-com. And so seeing that, that came out after I had already come out to everyone. Um, and I went with my mom and my sister and they both just started crying and they were like, we never realized that that sort of representation matters because like your whole life you grow up, like they, to them, everything is normal. And then to me, I'm watching these movies and like, I I can't relate to them. So Mm -hmm. seeing that and having more of it, I think is what's helping the newer generation, you know, kind of, okay, like it's okay, you know, to be gay and like more kids are coming out at a younger age now. And like, that is fantastic, you know, because Mm -hmm. you do know when you're a kid, like people always, I feel like there's this stigma where they're like, well, they're just a kid. They don't really know but they know. Like, I knew when I was a kid, having a little, like, what are those called? Dandelions? Like, you blow the wish. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they're just called, like, 
weeds, no? Yeah, like the little like flower that comes with yeah, the, like yeah. the little the, the the white flower that you like yes. blow on, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to make a wish. And I used to make a wish that I would be a girl because in my head I was like, I'm a like I like boys, but the only thing I knew was that a boy and a girl were supposed to be together. Mm. Mm-hmm. And even though I did have my uncle, I didn't fully understand the extent of like their relationship. So it was kind of like, how do I, how do I deal with this? And like, as, as like a six-year-old, I remember being like, I wish I was a girl so that way I can like boys and like, it be okay. And so that is something that like growing, like now that I have come out and I can like look back and reflect, like coming out at a young age, like, isn't the problem. It's like the societal pressure that like, they're too young. They don't know when we're learning like sex ed starting in like sixth grade, like we're, mm-hmm. like, ten, we're like 10 years old. Um, I remember like learning about like STDs and stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> so the conversation about sexuality shouldn't be looked at as like a negative thing, you know, having the open conversation with your children and like making sure that they know that they will be comfortable with you to come out and like, just making sure that they feel loved no matter what. Um, I just saw a TikTok today where like this little boy wanted to wear these little like tap heels to school. Mm-hmm. And the dad was like, listen, like boys might make fun of you. He was like, but you wear your shoes and you own it. And that is the type of parenting that should be. And like, there was a comment mm-hmm. that said, the comment said that my kid isn't going out like that. I won't let them get bullied. And the creator responded and was like, no, like that's part of the problem. Like you have to let them express themselves in the way that they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and kind so of like he, bullying in a way. If you, pre- if you like prevent them from, yeah. Exactly. Themselves. Yeah, exactly. So kids know kids are very in tune with themselves and you know, those scene from love Simon, where she was like, I could tell that there was a switch in you when you became like 12 years old because that's when you start to feel the pressure of like wanting to fit in, wanting to be popular. And, you know, there is definitely a switch because I could tell with myself even Mm -hmm. that, you know, I started to like just turn inward. I got more angry as the years went on. Um, And that's why like eventually it just got to a point where I was like, I can't keep living like this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that just like that type of parenting where it's like you let your child do what they want, wear what they want, play with what they want to. Like clothes have no gender. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other issue, the gender construct. (laughs) Oh, I I was considering doing an episode on that um, actually in like my first season, but I mean, yeah, there's so much to talk about on that too. That that could be like a whole like three part series. Like gender construct is something that is so difficult to get people's mind around Mm -hmm. I feel like um and it is very prominent in the gay community to question gender and everything like that but there's also straight people that do as well you Mm -hmm. know RuPaul's Drag Race this season just had their first straight man as a drag queen and Hmm. he was like the the idea of gender is a social construct he was like there it's a spectrum you know, and like even as a straight person, he was like, I identify more female. Like I I just like I gravitate more towards like feminine 
qualities, feminine things, like he paints his nails and like, that's definitely becoming more popular, Mm -hmm. um, to see guys painting their nails, which is a great thing. Normalize it. I know there was a book that I read about this and it said in there, like I wrote a paper on this too. And it said like, um, you know, why can't we, um, be open to the idea of, of be, be excited to the idea of that there could be so many different choices that you could choose just besides like the standard two that we, you know, have always thought of. Yeah. It's so like mind boggling that like people and society as a whole has put a gender on everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're looked at feminine, you're looked at as feminine if you like taking baths or doing face masks, which is just basic self-care or, you know, it's more masculine to like cars and and you know, you know, like like fixing things and tools and you know all that type of stuff and like mm-hmm. that's a skill that most people should know. You know, mm-hmm. is like how to fix something if it's broken. Like you don't want to be helpless in any situation. And why is that looked at as a masculine trait? So it's like there is this whole you know sort of debacle that people go through where it's like how do we get rid of all of that how do we remove that sort of like it's so cut and dry because it's not and it's the same thing with sexuality like sexuality is not cut and dry you're not gay Mm -hmm. bi straight like that's not it's a spectrum you know and there's other sexualities as well that you know there's pansexual there's asexual there's it's so many that it like you you can't just place it as like okay you're one thing or the other Mm-hmm. and it's not cut and dry because there's people that I know that are bi that, you know, a guy that is more attracted to guys or a guy that is more attracted to girls but is also attracted to guys. And it's just, you know, people look at, people need to have, like, a label for everything. And mm-hmm. they need to have this, like, clear-cut, dry explanation of what it is. But that's not how life is. You know, not everything is cut and dry like that. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah. so just like, and you know, things change, you know, as you grow up. And, you know, I know people that there was a girlfriend that I had that was more attracted to girls for a while. But then, you know, eventually she became more attracted to guys and, you know, whatever. So it's kind of like everyone's evolving all the time. And I think people have a hard time grasping that concept because change is something so difficult to deal with Mm -hmm. but it's not a bad thing yeah no it's not Uh, yeah and that can fluctuate like day to day too and I know for myself I'm not 100% straight (laughs) so you know I'm still like I guess figuring myself out in that way I think too and I think just to kind of make note that like it is okay to realize that you're still figuring it out. Like, it's okay to still be figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Like, technology has changed so much in just our lifetimes, and we're only 24 years old. Mm -hmm. So it's, why is it such a hard thing to understand that, like, people also change quickly? Mm -hmm. Like, if the world around us is changing so fast, you know, I think we've lost our ability to adapt almost because it's like everything comes so easily to us now like we have everything at the tip of our fingers but it's like some people just can't wrap their heads around 
you know, the change or like just people changing in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard for them to like accept somehow, you know, I mean, maybe that also can like, I don't want to get down the rabbit hole with that, but you know, it can also tie into like religion and what, you know, people um, were taught through that way too, which is totally understandable. You know, once you're, well, once you're taught like, you know, a certain way is a certain way, it's hard to like, you know, get out of that a little bit too. Yeah, exactly. And like, even, even like society as a whole, yes, like we have, we've had this sort of institution in our society for so long that like, it is going to take a lot of time to break that down, Mm -hmm. which there is definitely a shift and there, it's definitely starting, which is great, but it's definitely going to take a lot longer to reach, you know, this point of like acceptance. And that comes with gender and sexuality and, you know, everything else under the sun. Mm -hmm. And just like unlearning these patterns takes time. That even comes with yourself too. Like unlearning, you know, stuff from your parents. Like it takes a while to unlearn bad behaviors and, you know, toxic mindsets. And it's not that they were necessarily teaching that to you in like, they knew it was toxic and they were like, but it's the matter of like, you have to learn how to break the cycle and break the pattern Mm. that has like fallen into your family. So it's the same thing with society. Like it just, it takes a long time. I think too, it, it's, I think it's important to talk about like, um, you know, there could be like judgment from outside forces. Like we talked about, you know, like with family and peers and, and thank goodness, you know, you didn't really have that with your whole experience, but I think there could be some judgment within ourselves because yeah, we were taught like, you know, a certain way. And I think that it's important to not judge yourself for, you know, being open and curious and like, yeah, trying to figure things out, I guess. Yeah. That's something that I feel like is definitely difficult for people to, to grasp as well. Um, I know I had a hard time dealing with it and like not judging myself Mm -hmm. and I used to literally think that I was going to marry a woman and I was like, even though I have these sort of feelings, like I'm going to marry a woman, I'm going to have kids and like, that's it. And like, I wouldn't let that thought escape because I was so afraid of the outside judgment, but also I was like judging myself for like having those feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely... It's all about like learning, breaking that pattern. And honestly, it does come down to like having that representation and having people talk about it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's still this sort of like stigma around gay people, you know, and like HIV, AIDS, which is something that happened in the 80s. Yeah. And obviously it's still happening today, but there's medicine, you know, that people could be HIV positive and live a long, healthy life. And people still have this stigma of like, gay people are AIDS, you Mm -hmm. know? It does become a little political, which I know is kind of a dicey topic, but it does. It does become political because now they're playing with our lives. Mm -hmm. And they're taking away something that is just a basic human right. That shouldn't even be a question. Like, who cares? Is someone pointing at you and saying, you have to marry a man? You have to marry a woman. No, no one's- Yeah, like, it's not your life. Exactly. So why does it matter if someone down the street 
that's their life. Why does mm -hmm. that affect you in any way? So I just, it, I hate that it is political because it's just people's lives and like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just people. Why is it a political issue? Why, why make it that? Mm -hmm. You know, and then there's still the the conflict of religion, and you know, there's certain adoption agencies that don't let gay people adopt, or there's certain oh. now that they now that there's there's the right the freedom to religion, and certain businesses can refuse service to gay people. Mm -hmm. It was like the whole instance with the gay wedding cake, and like this couple was trying to get a wedding cake, and they said, "I don't, I don't support this." So no. I won't be, I won't, I won't let this happen. Yeah. And it's like, why? How does it affect you that much? Mm -hmm. I think that's why yeah. kind of, you know, the whole thing about, I guess, bringing it back to like sexuality and stuff is that I think, you know, really people are taught to like, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning, like suppress, suppress, suppress until yeah. it's not even a question you're completely 100% straight, whatever, narrow, whatever. So I think that, you know, maybe the people who are so affected by this is because, I don't know, maybe that they've had, you know, some inkling in their head that was like, mm, you know, maybe I'm not, but like, oh, they were taught from their previous generations too to like suppress. So yeah, it's this I vicious that, cycle. I think that definitely is for some people, for sure. I think mm -hmm. that you know, especially as, you know, the generations have evolved, I think that it is. They probably look at our generation and are like, how can they be so open when we weren't? Mm -hmm. And so, and here's the thing, gay people have been around forever. Uh, like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> ancient Greece? Come on. We, we know what they were doing in those steam showers. So it's like, <laughs> you know... It, it's not an ancient, it's not like a new concept. Mm -hmm. It's something that has been around forever. I did want to make sure everyone like saw your shirt too, because I know you wore yeah. your shirt on purpose for today and it's yes. so cute with the skeletons, but what does it say? It says, kiss whoever the fuck you want. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's a great way. And like, you know, do yeah. your thing. Um, you know, thing. like, whatever yeah and i think i think just yeah. the world is becoming so much more um accepting of it and more yeah. generations and things like that too um and i think that's what's helped me in a way like be more accepting of like exploring my own sexuality you know um yeah. and um yeah it's just hopefully we're on the right track in the world i don't know to become nicer and you know more accepting yeah be kinder to people because you never know what they're going through yes that is literally rule number one in my book be an advocate for um world peace as i like to say you know <laughs> the overall you know the just, overall goal yes the overall goal that i think we should maybe be focused on so um yeah this was a great conversation so thank you robbie um do you want you. to if people can find you and want to follow you where can people find you at um i'm on instagram twitter and tiktok so my tiktok is at drunk diabetic um <laughs> You know, I'm diabetic. I'm usually drunk. Oh, That's, there you go. Okay. It's it's pretty <laughs> boring content sometimes, but I try to I try to spice it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my Instagram and Twitter is both Robbie Curly, but the U is a V. So yes, 
Well, I'll, yeah. I'll put all your handles too in the in the episode yeah. description, just in yeah. case if people want to find you and I don't know, follow you, learn more about you, and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. I I'm pretty boring. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> boring people could be exciting too, in in yeah. the way that like maybe you know someone else feels like they're boring and they're like, okay, like actually there's someone else like me who maybe. Yeah. Isn't that, I don't know, excited? I don't know. Like people can relate yeah. to you maybe in that way. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Well, thanks so much um, again, Robbie, for coming on. I really appreciate yes. it. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, exactly. And we're definitely going to do an episode in the future because we have some more, you know, topics that we're probably going to discuss. So you might see Robbie yeah. again in the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much again, Robbie. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about us at www.scatschats.com. Special thanks to NK Arts, who designed our logo, Daddy Lakis for writing and producing our theme song, Joe Papadenitz for branding photos, and our friend Abby for social media. Scatch, 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 scatch.